0: showfire podcast i'm your host captain carmen we got the co-host Kamish. hello hello uh no brown town he's uh taking an extended vacay i think for thanksgiving with the fam um so or he's just hiding from the fact that i'm just continuously beat you guys down in these head-to-head contests one or the other
1: yeah, we might have to start calling him uh, Aaron Brown Town Out of Town. <laughs> uh, he must be vacation. He's been going on, but uh,
0: he must Aaron be making a the big money.
1: For, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, he he does a lot for us, though, so we miss him, and uh, we'll welcome him back here real soon to get the the three amigos back together. But he's enjoying some well earned time off with the family around the holidays, so I guess we can't give him give him too much trouble. I do, I do have his picks, so we'll make sure we get those in there for uh, for the, the listeners tonight.
0: Excellent. Very good, very good. So uh, I guess we'll get into the Told You Shows commission. Um, I think we kind of all were on this guy. I mean, Josh Allen, 30.92 30, 30. points, two passing ta- touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. I stacked him with Diggs, who uh, so had 21, almost 22 points for eight receptions and a touchdown. I think we kind of all saw the writing on the wall as far as who the number one quarterback was going to be on the night. So um,
1: I guess that's, that's my big told you. So what you got. Yeah. It's, you can usually tell when there's a consensus with the three of us that more often than not, it's probably a, a good indicator that the, the guy that we're talking about is going to hit particularly in the bullish buy category. So yeah, I, I was on him as well. The three of us were, so I won't, won't really lab, uh you know, belabor that point too much. Aaron had a couple told you shows written down. He had St. Brown in his lineup who went crazy for 31 points. And then Dalton Schultz giving you a healthy 19 points in your tight end position. So that uh really good day for Aaron downtown Brown as well. And uh, you know, with, with a, with a tough slate like that, with just a couple teams to pick from six teams in total on, on the day, it was uh, it's important to hit on the, on the big guys. And that that's what helps you win money. So glad we were able to help some listeners out on that front. And uh, hopefully we can do do the same again this week.
0: Yeah, I think we, uh, I think, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but I guess I'll kick it right off there, commission with my, uh, my, my, my bullish buy, and uh, I'm gonna go with your boy. Uh, that's none other than Nick Chubb, running back uh, at Houston. I wrote in uh, all caps, OMG, he might score forty points. <laughs> so, Houston can't stop the run. They rain. that nice number. We like to talk number thirty-two against three running two, backs.
1: Three-two. Yeah so i'm going nicky chubb what say you on that pick i love it i love it um and i just mentioned that it's always a good indicator when the three of us are on one player and that is history is repeating itself here both aaron and i both also have nick chubb as our uh in our bullish buy category for tonight for the reason you mentioned Houston is absolutely porous against the run Uh, i also want to mention too it's deshaun washington's first game since 2020 you know starting anywhere including his first team here with the browns so there's likely going to be a little bit of a knocking the rust off period for Deshaun Watson, and that just kind of kind of lends itself to the run game even more, just kind of getting him comfortable in that offense for the first time. So I just think it's an absolutely smash spot for Nick Chubb to, to really just go off. Wouldn't shock me at all if he had a couple of long runs in here, 50-plus yards, taking balls to the house. And if he scores less than, like, you know, in the low 20s in fantasy points here, I think yeah. you're going to be disappointed in that. Uh, I will throw one other name out here as well that I was able to get into my lineup alongside a Chubb in the bullish buy category, just to give the listeners a different uh, perspective here as well. That was Austin Eckler against the Vegas Raiders for $8,500. Uh, Eckler's just been an absolute fantasy machine this year, and now he gets the 28th ranked defense against opposing running backs. And the Chargers pass catchers, as we know, they've been banging up all year. Keenan Allen Keen Hal dealing with the hammy. Michael Williams questionable this week with uh, with that ankle injury. And even guys like Gerald Everett are, are missing time here too. So Eckler has really been the benefactor of all that, being very involved in the passing game as well as on the ground. He's RB2 overall this season, and even though it's an expensive price point at 8500 I think it's a pretty good bet that he pays off like he has all season. So I get Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler in my lineup for bullish buys this week. Yeah, I
0: like them both. I love them both. I mean, uh, Chubb was pro- my heavy play this week, and then I – I added a lot of the medium, you know, I'm in the middle on a lot of my takes this week. So, but yeah, I love, I love Eckler and I love Chubb. So I guess you can kick it off. Uh, if you want to do the honors with uh, your two deep or Brown towns, I'll let you do the honors, sir.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, in terms of defenses here, uh, this is another consensus between Aaron and I um, we're actually, we're rolling with the Pittsburgh Steelers defense against the Atlanta Falcons for just $2,600. And look, this is not your typical steel curtain defense that you become accustomed to, certainly from you know way back in the day or even in the early 2000s. But I like the matchup here with an underwhelming Falcons team that we like to, to crap on. Uh, this program, uh, you know, whenever we can get that opportunity, we definitely do so. But you know, they're really not that great of a of a team on either side of the ball. And in Pittsburgh's last eight games, they they've been blown out when they play the really they're really good teams. But when they when they do go up against those middle of the road or bottom tier teams, they've given up 20 or less points. In that stretch, so they're giving you an opportunity. You know, TJ Watts back out on the field finally, giving that team a little bit of a pass rush. There are there are some elite players on this defense between him, Mika Fitzpatrick, and Cam Hayward in the middle. So I do think they have enough to to really kind of keep the Falcons at bay here. And at just twenty six hundred dollars, it really gives you a lot more flexibility to get those bigger guns that I mentioned, the Nick Chubb's and Austin Eckler's of the world, into your lineup. So Aaron and I are both rolling with the steel curtain defense against the Atlanta Falcons. And what was the price? the low 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 price of twenty six hundred dollars and is it at atlanta it is in atlanta yes
0: that's the only thing that scares me <laughs> pittsburgh i don't know they haven't shown me on the road that they i don't know at, at home that they, they, they kind of make things happen a little bit more but i love the i mean 26 2600 you only really need like eight points are, like you, are you are you shaking in your boots over marcus Mariota over there no, I'm uh, the quarterback that shall not be named. I'm not. Um, I just—it's uh, weird at Atlanta. I, I'm, I'm weird. I'm just weirded out by that whole team this year. They're, they're playing a lot better than I actually kind of thought they would. Not that they're playing great, but I think we all kind of had them pegged for like I don't know a lot worse. <laughs> but we will see. I mean, twenty six hundred. Like I said, you only need eight points. So. I'm not going to fault you guys on that one. I think it's a, a cheap play, and I like it. Uh, I'll go with mine, and I'm going with uh, uh, Baltimore at home against the absolute putrid Denver Broncos offense. I mean, you want to talk bad offense. Bad, bad offense is like the understatement of the century. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we talk Denver Broncos. So at home in Baltimore against an anemic Denver offense I went I went Baltimore a little bit higher on the price tag but I think uh
1: it's gonna be well worth it uh what say you yeah I I have no uh I have no issues with that at all you know Baltimore is Baltimore's defense has come through different spots in the past year so like uh, I don't have much to add on that you know hammer it away I I think it'll probably work out for you
0: so yeah Baltimore you guys go cheapo depot. I'm on the higher end of things I guess I'll. This is typically where we kind of part ways with the uh, lovey dovey and high fives when we get into the pick six category because it's typically on the cheaper side of things and uh, it gets a little shaky <laughs> when we when we talk pick six. So in honor of Mister Brown, we'll go highest to lowest because that's how he likes to do it. Um, so I'll kick it off and this could be a Sunday surefire first Uh, this could be a Sunday surefire first I mean Aaron Brown would have to he'd probably know for sure if we go back to last season but I think I might be right I think this is a first but my pick six is 4800 Kareem Hunt that's right. I'm starting Chubb, and I'm starting Hunt.
1: Double I'm starting barren, a, double barrel. Double barrel. You, you got the matchup to do it. That's exactly why I did it, Kamish. I was thinking like it could get
0: ugly early, and then Hunt gets in there, and he starts rushing touchdowns in. So <laughs> that that's where I went. That's where I went on that, and uh, I
1: think it might be a first. I went Kareem Hunt, forty-eight hundred. What say you, sir? Forty-eight hundred dollars, Kareem Hunt. I love it. Um, obviously, Hunt has not had the season that fantasy managers would have liked him to have, or they've really come accustomed to having him having. You know, even as a, a kind of playing a little bit, a little bit of a second fiddle to Nick Chubb over the past few seasons. We saw him; he got an RB one season in twenty twenty. He was on pace for an RB one season again before getting injured in twenty twenty one. He just hasn't really fully gotten it going, and hasn't looked great at the goal line. But you know, like we said, the you know both of us could probably be put in, started into lineups this week. And we could probably rush for, you know, uh, a respectable amount of yardage against this Houston Texans defense. Um, But, you know, it's it's a good call for $4,800. I like it. Not going to get too much of an argument for me. The only worry would be is if they just get ahead and, you know, they start bringing in like the, you know, Dearness Johnson's of the world to just kind of churn the clock out at the end. But, uh, you know, probably won't get a ton of receiving work, but I can see him getting plenty on the ground and feasting on a bad Houston Texans defense this week. Yeah. So, uh, so where are you going? What's your highest, pick six my highest pick six is i'm going to a guy that i talked about a little bit in the off season uh, It's tyler Boyd, and that's he's playing at home against the kansas city chiefs for fifty three hundred dollars and this you know this is the AFC championship game rematch i think both sides are going to be really really invested in, in, uh, in this game here you know december football is is finally upon us and this is the time of year where the, the we kind of figure out who the contenders are and who the pretenders are you know the chiefs are obviously up there at the top of the conference we know that Cincinnati is clinging to life for the final playoff spot, and we know these two teams are going to are going want want to bring it again for this uh, for this, this big matchup. So I'm stacking. I'm actually stacking Burrow and Tyler Boyd this week. You know, Burrow's had an up and down season, but this is cheap exposure to a good offense. Really, that's what I'm targeting here. So at fifty three hundred dollars, he's pretty much a lock to return value if he just finds the end zone. It's going. It's probably going to be a shootout of a ball game. So I'm going with the uh, the cheapest receiver, the high profile receiver. Are the Bengals and stacking them with Joe Burrow here with Tyler Boyd could be three hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm actually really mad at Tyler Boyd. Going. Um, he, he. I started him last week. I started him last week in in my uh, one of my dynasty leagues, and he was horrible. So he's on my he's in my no fly zone right now, sir. But I, I I get the point. I think it makes sense especially I mean Chase is still up in the air right they haven't said whether he said he feels good but I have a feeling he's going to be if he does
1: play it's going to be on like some kind of pitch count yeah he's trending I think he's treading toward being active for the game but like you said they might not thrust him back in there after missing so much time and being such a young player and they don't they don't want to get him injured and all that but the thing is, they are they are fighting for their playoff lives here and they actually have one of the harder remaining schedules left in the NFL so at some point they are going to have to push him through this injury. So I think that's it is kind of a murky situation. But to your first point, I think when a guy like Tyler Boyd, just kind of a fringe starter to begin with, has a bad game, really puts that bad taste in your mouth. And how many times have we seen that happen? And then a player of his caliber, you know, someone in that in that territory comes out and just absolutely blows up in the next in the next week and, and returns twenty points for you. So that very well could be the case here. But I can see your trepidation on on Boyd too. But. A lot of uncertainty here, but I'm rolling with it for 5300 to see uh, see how it works out. All right, all right. And what, 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 what was Aaron's pick? Did you say it yet? I have not said his pick. I'll just throw both of both of his picks out here. Um, then we can go to you for your, your cheaper of, of your two picks in this category. Uh, for $5,300, he's going with Jared Goff. Uh, the over in that game is 51 points, and the game is against Jacksonville. You know, he's, he sees Jared Goff having a big day here. He wrote down 280-plus yards and at least two touchdowns. Is what he kind of has golf pegged for for this week, so that you put him over the twenty point threshold in most leagues. So you know, just a, a cheap quarterback play like we talk about all the time on the program. If you can get a QB in there for under, uh, really under six thousand, like you're giving yourself a lot of flexibility. And if that quarterback hits, it, uh, it's giving you the opportunity to blow up in, in other parts of your lineup. So he's going with Jared Goff, or it could be three hundred. And I'll go. I'll throw a second one here. that He's going dirt cheap for this one. He's going thirty one hundred dollars. To a guy that you, Captain Carmen, really liked in the rookie scouting process, and that's Sky Moore, uh, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. You know, he's been getting more targets now that Tony and Harbin are all banged up, and he should be should be a shootout against Cincinnati, like I was just talking about. So he's going targeting the same game as I am. He's just going on the other side to uh, a little bit cheaper play in Sky Moore, who's been coming on in the last few weeks. So any thoughts on Aaron's two picks before I give you mine?
0: Um. So yeah, I uh,
1: I actually lo- love Jared Goff. Do you know why? I uh, I would love to know why you love Jared Goff, please.
0: He's my starting quarterback in my, my lineup this week. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. A lot of kumbaya on the program tonight. A lot of kumbaya. Uh, yeah, I love Jared Goff. I saw him at 5,300, and I was kind of like, wow. That's almost kind of like a, a steal for him, if to be honest. So it actually allowed me to set a pretty – Solid lineup with like 5,000s and 6,000s. Like, I, my lineup, like head to toe, is pretty, is pretty good. So, uh, getting golf at 5,300 against a Jacksonville team that's not really known for their defense, I love it. I'm actually all in on the golf train this week. Um, I'm not sold on the other pick, but it, what was it, 3,100, you said?
1: Yeah, 3,100 for, for Skymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love Sky Moore's talent, and, like, it's kind of like – it's one of those things where – I mean, Kansas City's offense, other than Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you're almost rolling the dice every week. Although Pacheco's now starting to put back-to-back solid weeks together, but I wouldn't still – I wouldn't still consider him, like, you know, consistent yet either. So anyone in Kansas City's offense, I think you're rolling the
1: dice other than – Travis, Kelsey, and Pat Mahomes,
0: if, if I'm being 100% honest.
1: Yeah, I hear you on that. The only thing I, I really like about the pick is the price uh, more so than any, anything else. Uh, Moore has gotten five targets each of the last two weeks, which is an upgrade for him. So we'll see. It's not the worst call it ever. And uh, I think it's possible it pays off, but it's going to be tough tough sledding for anyone other than Mahomes and Kelsey, as you said. I'll jump into mine here, uh, my, my next one, and that's George Pickens uh, going back to that Steelers and Falcons game. You know, like I said earlier, I don't I don't think very much of the Falcons as a whole, and that includes their defense. Um, obviously they're being they're 29th ranked in the league and giving up points to opposing wide receivers, so near the bottom. And Pickens has hit double digit scoring in each of his past four games. And it's pretty obvious when you when you watch them play that there is some chemistry there with uh fellow rookie Kenny Pickett. Yeah, looks like Pittsburgh obviously wants these two to have a connection for a, a long time to come. And despite some growing pains earlier in the year, it looks like they are starting to mesh together. So I'm going with Pickens here for $5,100 against Atlanta. I think he, he, he finds his way into the end zone at least once in this game and returns some value there. So what are your what are your thoughts on Mr. George Pickens? I love George Pickens, too. Do you know why that is? Hmm. Well, he went to Georgia, and that's your school. But is he also in your lineup? He is also in my lineup. <laughs>
0: that's,
1: in your lineup. that's right. This is craziness right now. This is
0: I mean, this might be the golden week where someone puts together a mixed lineup of our, our, our picks, and they hit the big one, and let's hope it's Aaron Brown. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I, like, I I love the matchup. I mean, I, I think I said it last year, and they haven't really done much to improve it. Last year, if, if you will listen, and I called Atlanta's defense. I said they should be sponsored by uh, Finlandia Swiss cheese. So <laughs> – I'm pretty much saying the
1: same thing. So I like, I like Pickens a lot uh, in that spot. I started him as well. Okay. Love it. Love it. And since last time it was just the two of us recording here, you snuck in a third pick six guy. So I'm going to go ahead and do the same here. I've kind of given you some high dollar amounts. Both of my pick six guys are in the $5,000 range. So I do feel obligated to go on the, to tell the listeners who I'm going real, real cheap on. And that's, that's, uh that's someone that you've talked about in this program quite a bit. And you know, you're obligated to like this pick for that reason. And I'm going with Evan Ingram uh, at Detroit for $3,000. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been showing us a little bit here over the last couple of games the Detroit is 27th against the opposing tight end. So just dirt cheap exposure to, and well, it looks like an upcoming offense at, at a, you know, with a quarterback who's coming on in a good spot here against the Lions. So any thoughts on, uh, on Ingram, other than that, you completely agree. I completely agree. I love Ingram.
0: And I'll actually give you my second pick six. I'll piggyback off of the Ingram pick because I had him in my lineup this week. And I switched it last minute to a guy who was 3,100. And this is a guy that you've called out in the in previous episodes, but it's also a tight end. And that's Tyler Conklin for the Jets at Minnesota. Who's 23rd against tight ends and Minnesota's offense. I think we've all said it. You I mean, you, you really kneeled, the, kneeled the, the hammer on the head when you said it's going to be a completely different offense. They're not going to be so run heavy. They're going to be a much more pass-heavy approach. Um, so opposing teams are forced to play, keep up with them. So in that scenario, I, um, I like Conklin at 3,100, and I think he's going to get some opportunities against Minnesota's defense who's 23rd against tight ends
1: there you go we're in the same the same thought process not quite the same player but weak matchup cheap exposure to guy who's a little bit under the radar so love it perfectly perfect fits for the pick six category
0: yeah and i guess we can get into the under the lights commission you want to do the
1: odds of letting the the fans know uh what we what game we went with sure yeah we're going the Indiana indianapolis colts at dallas uh this week and uh, the game is on sunday night football in dallas Uh, The spread on the game is 12-and-a-half. Obviously, Dallas is favored. And the over-under on the game is a little bit lower than I would have expected at 43-and-a-half. I think that's probably the odds makers. Just taking a look at at Indianapolis not being able to keep pace in all likelihood of this game, they played in a low-scoring game on on Monday Night Football this past week. So we went with this game because there was a little bit of uncertainty around uh, the other primetime games. So this is the one we're going with here. Uh, For the game itself here, I think Dallas wins outright. Uh, of course, and I the 12 and a half point spreads a lot, but if I had to bet it, I'm probably not gonna bet it, but if I was gonna, I would pick Dallas to cover that uh, that big number. I just think that they're the better team on both sides of the ball. Indi- Indianapolis didn't get gain it, they didn't get a first down until the midpoint in the second quarter in <laughs> their game last week against Pittsburgh at home. So going on the road against an opportunistic Dallas defense, I don't see good things happening for you know, 57 year old Matt Ryan. and and uh, a head coach has been on the job for about ten minutes, and who mismanaged the clock badly a week ago. So I think, I think they're in for it this week. Um, I would, I would lean Dallas for sure, definitely with the spread. So, what are your thoughts on the game before we dive into our captains' picks on it?
0: Yeah, so I, I mean, obviously me being a Giants fan, I'm cheering for the Colts, and my cousin's a diehard Colts fan, and one of our like weekly listeners doesn't miss a beat. Every week, I know because I, I work with him and he's listened to it, you know, is also a diehard Colts fan. So I will cheer for the Colts for them as well. But I'm with you where I think Dallas is the better team. They're the stronger team. They should win this football game. However, this is the type of game where all signs point to Dallas. And in the past, we've seen them just completely – Puke all over themselves and somehow find a way to lose. I don't think that's going to be the case, but if there is one cheek in the Dallas armor, it is their run defense for the most part. Uh, They're pretty good against the pass, especially if you fall behind because they can just get after your quarterback. If I'm the Colts, I'm going to try to pound Jonathan Taylor, you know, right. By those edge rushing guys who will just pin their ears back. So the only cat, the only way I see the Colts winning this football game is by running the football with JT and JT has to have a monster day. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think the Cowboys win the game, but it is a Sunday night game.
1: Is it Sunday night or Monday night? It is Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. I see where you're coming from too on Dallas. When the last the last twenty years or so, like when you want to buy in on them, they do some. They go ahead and lose a game or two. that They really shouldn't. And I do think that's probably coming for Dallas at some point. I just don't think it's going to be this week. I just think that Dallas played on Thanksgiving, so they're come They're going to have ten days off prior to this game versus the Colts, who were traveling on a short week, having played on Monday night. So I think that uh, this the, like extra little bit of rest and game planning time that they've had, Dallas has been afforded here in this spot. I just think it's this is not the week that Dallas goes to go goes ahead and does uh, Dallas Cowboy football things. But I do think that week is coming soon, to your point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think Cowboys win. And, you know, the one thing I will say, though, from a, a fantasy perspective, DraftKings perspective, lineup perspective, uh, captain's game, if, we'll, if we if can get into that now, um, this is actually the type of captain's game that I love because there's so many pieces to choose from. There's like so many options um, that you can you can really get creative if you want to. Like you can, I'm gonna probably go ahead and put Dallas's defense as my captain because I think it's probably the cheapest. I knew it. I knew it. That's the cheapest scoring option. I think that's that's the only way I'm gonna get Dak, CD, Jonathan Taylor, and maybe Dawson Schultz in there. Like I'm trying to, I mean, Dalton Schultz. Like, so I got to go. Dallas's D, I think, as my captain, only because I I want as many pieces of, like you said before, when these games where there's a lot of like guys to choose from, you know, Pittman. There's just there's guys on on both sides of the ball you want. So I think Dallas's defense might be the 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 best scoring option. If you're gonna try maybe a Paris Campbell, he could be another sneaky one you put up there and then load up with the stars. But that's kind of the route I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dallas' defense with my captain.
1: What about you? Sure. Yeah, you've had some success with that in the past. So I I won't I won't knock it. Uh going to defense so you can get the other other pieces in your lineup. Um, I'm not gonna go that theme though on my end. I'm gonna go with Ezekiel Elliott here. You know, this is a guy who has lost a lot of value in dynasty leagues over the last couple seasons and the, you know, the the the, laying, the lazy, low-hanging fruit narrative on Zeke is that, like, oh, he's done. Like, you know, he has too many carries on him. Like, he's, you know, just put him up to pasture. But the reality is here that Dallas doesn't want to do that. You know, he's getting, you know, 15, 16 touches every single week in this offense. And I think in a game script like this one, you know, they're going to want to run the ball early, and they're probably going to be up later in the game and trying to, to grind the clock out. And as good as Tony Pollard has been this season and, and as electric as he's looked, um, you know, I think this is a kind of a week where they just kind of grind it out at the end, and I wouldn't be shocked at all if Zeke falls in the end zone twice in this game, and you know, just returns you know something close to twenty points, you know, if not a little bit more than that, even in in this spot here. So I am I am putting him in there. He's probably going to be cheaper than Pollard. He's going to be cheaper than both quarterbacks, cheaper than JT, and probably cheaper than Pittman and definitely Lamb. So there is going to be a little bit of value play here to to Zeke in the captain spot compared to some of the other higher profile guys that will allow me still enough flexibility to get, you know, certainly Dak Prescott in there and, and maybe, you know, CD Lamb and even JT as well. So, you know, you'd like to go the defense and stack it up that way the way I cheap out. And I'll toss this out here too. I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast. When I fill out our third, our uh, primetime lineups, I, I have a kicker in my lineup just about every single week in, the, in those spots. And that's because they usually get you a safe, like, you know, six to 10 points. And I'd rather do that and get bigger pieces in my lineup than rely on like you know third or four string wide receivers who could easily go out there and get blanked, put up a zero in the lineup or like two points or something. So I'd cheap out to go kickers, but in this particular case, I'm not putting him in the captain spot, but I'm going with Zeke Elliott so I can get more pieces of uh of the game into my lineup. And then when I have to backfill in that last spot or two, I'll put in probably Brett Maher for the for the Cowboys
0: okay yeah I like it you know you know what else I thought of too this is like the perfect game where like this this guy has like three games a year where he just like goes off and if you nail it like because it's usually when no one sees it coming after he's like done nothing so uh if you want to do a spec a speculative flyer on somebody uh mo Ali Cox this is like the game this is, could be the game where you, the, the yeah. Colts the Colts fall behind big, and then Mo well, Ali Cox gets some nice garbage touchdowns where he's he's done that like consecutively every year for the last couple of years. Where it's like, wow, he just scored twenty four points and no one even had him on their radar. So he could be a speculative, uh, yeah, shot in the dark as well.
1: That's that's sneaky. I, I like what you're thinking there. I like that. I like the position you called out. I like the team he plays for you called out. But I think I'm going to go with Jelani Woods as that guy that I'm kind of low key going to probably put in my lineup. Yeah. I don't know if you, how much of the Monday night game you got a chance to watch, but he looked pretty good in spots and kind of Matt Ryan's go-to guy to get the ball out of his hands and, and even a little bit of play in the red zone too. So uh, yeah, it's, he's a sneaky play Cox is kind of in the same category, but Jelani Woods is one of those late season rookies that might, might be developing a little bit of chemistry with Matt Ryan. now that He's kind of figured it out the league a little bit, but yeah, hitting on those deep guys that no one sees coming is definitely a good strategy to, uh, to winning, whether it be a heads up matchup or certainly in a tournament play. So I like, I'll have the thought process there for, for sure.
0: Yeah. And I want no pot on Matt Ryan in this game,
1: to be honest. I, I'm agree. Be I agree. Perfectly honest.
0: If I'm going, I'm going to try to get JT and Pittman. If I'm, if, if I'm going after any Colts, those are kind of, those are kind of the guys I'll target Pittman because of garbage time and JT, because if the game does go one way, where the Colts can keep it in, it's gonna have to do with Jonathan Taylor. So that's my take on that one.
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. It's such a trap too when you when you try to get both quarterbacks in your lineup sometimes in these spots. They're they're both so expensive. And Ryan just I don't think I don't know exactly what the price point is, but I don't see him returning the value that's gonna cost to get him in your lineup just for like, you know, the eight to the ten to twelve points I'll probably get put up for you.
0: I was just gonna say that he's gonna score like twelve points. So that's I was just gonna say that. That's funny. All right, so I guess before we close this
1: one out, you got any hot takes, or did Mister Brown Town give you any hot takes? Mister Brown and I both have hot takes, and I'll start. With, I'll start with Aaron out of town. Uh, I mean, uh, downtown Brown's uh, takes here. Um, he thinks that you know, just the uh, Aaron Rodgers going up against the Bears. You know, he still owns them, regardless of how how crappy their regular season's been. Um, so he wants to move the line a little bit there. I'm not sure that's quite quite super hot for a take, but um. You know, we'll give it to him here. He's moving, the, moving the line a couple of points. And uh, I'm all, I'm also moving a line for my hot take here. Uh, the Jaguars are currently favored by one point against the Detroit Lions. And I'm going to go ahead and tease that thing up all the way to seven and a half points. So I'm bumping the spread up full six and a half points, almost a touchdown. So 7.5 points. I think they're going to win by more than a touchdown in this game. It may even be double digits. Like if you told me you were putting it a bet for minus nine and a half, in favor of the Jaguars, then I would say go for it. It'll probably happen. But so Aaron's moving the line a point and a half. I'm moving the line, essentially a full touchdown here. So those are our two hot takes.
0: All right, you guys moving lines, giving the gambling fans something to think about. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to use my Baltimore Ravens uh, defense. Hot take here and i'm going to go ahead and say they score 16 points minimum
1: like minimum that's the bottom number for them this week
0: they're scoring 16 or more
1: okay so you're over they and can, half. you're over under is 15 and a half and you're going over Love Yeah, they <laughs> they they're, they're, they're going to they're going to i mean
0: annihilate denver but that's beyond the point is I can see just sacks, turnovers, fumbles. <laughs> Denver's offense is so bad. <laughs> and, and at Baltimore, like that's just, that makes it even worse. So, And Baltimore just came off of a game where they shouldn't have lost. So they're going to be rearing to go and kick somebody's butt. So I, 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 I'll go with uh, the Baltimore Ravens defense, 16 points. And lastly – Everyone better be cheering for the Michigan Wolverines to beat up on Purdue in the Big Ten Championship so we
1: can book our ticket to the final. Let me ask you this real fast before we get going here. Do you does, It opened a 16-and-a-half point spread. What do you think? Where are you following that? Is, is Big Blue going to cover? Uh, Michigan will cover that spread. They should annihilate Purdue.
0: Annihilate them. Okay. There you go, folks. Like they, I mean, they, just, they annihilated Ohio State. I mean, what Purdue is not even in the same atmosphere as Ohio state. So
1: if they can do that to Ohio state, they sure the hell better be able to do it against Purdue. I like it. So, I'm with you on it. I think, uh, I think they have, they have a, a playoff run in them for sure this year, not just an appearance. I think they're good. They get to at least get to the national title game.
0: Oh, I'll go crazy as a diehard Michigan fan. I might have to, I might have to book a ticket. I'm going to have to go to that game. Once in a lifetime. Yeah. Might have to might have to go. I might not be able to get a ticket to the game. But uh, we have to maybe do a Sunday showfire road trip.
1: <laughs> we we can go to the local establishments. I mean, you might not be allowed to you have a newborn baby, but
0: I might have to drag Browntown with
1: me. Well, you say that, but I'm also I'm getting on a plane uh, a week from Friday and I'm headed out to Arizona for to check out a pass game out there. So
0: Well yeah. Well then you, kudos to your wife. Is, uh, extra
1: extra credit i'll say that on every podcast i get the opportunity to do so
0: very nice very nice well like i like to say peace